Welcome or welcome back to Lift You Up, inspiring health stories. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham. I'm the founder and chief storyteller of TV Media Group, but for the purpose of this podcast, I am your health and happiness matchmaker. Now, before I introduce you to today's guest, you know what I'm going to ask you to do. Go on over to YouTube, hit subscribe, and turn on notifications. Also, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to stay connected with you. Now, today we are talking about a food app. We're all familiar with the big ones, right? The Postmates and the Uber Eats. But what about one where food is being offered 50% off and you're also doing good for the environment? Today, you're going to hear from the CEO and co-founder of Love It. Our physical, mental, and emotional health is not just a want. It is a need for happy lives and prosperous businesses. Lift You Up is the podcast where we share inspiring health stories from business owners who are fulfilling their purpose to live their healthiest lives and helping you do the same. From former TV reporter to marketing entrepreneur and content creator, I care about sharing stories that matter and stories that connect us. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, your health and wellness matchmaker. Well, today I'm so excited to meet for the first time virtually and get to know better and also introduce all of you to Rafael Garrido, who is the CEO and co-founder of Love It. Hi, Rafael. Hi, Tanika. How are you doing? Nice meeting you. <laughs> well, I want to learn more about Love It first before we go more into um, your personal story, which I know is going to be an important part of our conversation today as well. So tell us what is Love It? So Love It is uh, an app. It's a food app that you can download from anywhere, uh, Apple Store, Google Play. And uh, what it basically enables, as of today, and I say this because it's evolving, but it enables uh, restaurants and grocery stores, bakeries, uh, cake shops and the likes uh, to monetize uh, their excess food uh, by selling it to customers that are willing to buy it at a discount. So think of a bakery. Uh, by the end of the day, whatever bread they have, done for the day or they have made for the day and they have not been able to sell it uh, they can post it on the love it app and uh, at a discounted price heavily discounted price so that consumers can find it uh, and buy it so uh, it serves several purposes on one hand the uh, the merchant is actually not uh, producing any waste and on the other hand he's uh, cashing on uh, you know the labor and ingredient that they have put into it and they're getting a new customer and the customers are helping the merchant do the right thing while uh, saving some money. Great. And the customer uh, gets, uh, you know, is able to try their their food for a heavily discounted price. Is there a range of which the, the food is discounted? It goes anywhere in between 40 to maybe 50, 60 percent of the price of the original price. Wow. OK. And it depends very much on the type of food like uh, Bakers, for example, they have better margins on the bread they, they sell than a sushi restaurant, for example, where the right. food cost is very expensive. Right. I, I read a statistic somewhere that said 30 to 40 percent of all food produced in the U.S. is wasted. Yeah. It, is that insane. one of the, yeah, I mean, I saw that and I'm like, wow, we could do a lot of good with yeah. feeding people with that wasted food. Um I, I guess, is that why you started the business? What what was really your reasoning be behind wanting to do this? Is it to solve the food waste problem? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, uh, I'm, I'm original from, from Europe, from Spain, as you can probably see from my accent. And uh, I was raised in a very, very thrift family uh, where actually nothing was uh, spare or thrown to waste. Right? So when I first came to the USA kind of like 10 years ago, I was pretty shocked with the amount of waste that I saw. Uh, being produced especially in the restaurants and uh, when you dig a little bit into it it seems like for them it's one more cost of doing business you know mm. uh, so kind of like there is no option for them to uh, not to waste because uh, um, you know unless you are a big uh, um, a big store like a whole foods or something like that it's not easy to donate that food so um, you know we were looking at uh, ways to to tackle this problem and uh, i have a I have a background in, in, in IT consulting, and I decided it was a good problem to uh, to tackle. Uh, quick question: When you said you're not, if you're not like a Whole Foods, um, it's not easy to donate that food. Why is it not easy to donate? Yeah, because uh, you you need some logistics in place to to send food from wherever it's being wasted to a food bank uh, or a charity or, or somewhere else, and uh, you know. To put the logistic together, you you probably need like a big truck uh, or something like that. And then the food banks are also uh, kind of like selective in, in, in what uh, they receive. Uh, so if um, you know if you are more predictable or have a bigger volume, it's easier to do it than if you are a small restaurant where you don't know if you're going to have waste today or not. And uh, and also something that uh, many people probably don't know is that. Uh, there is actually way more food uh, wasted than, than food we need. What we need, what does that mean? I, I, I mean, what we need, I mean, to feed everybody who, uh, who needs, you know, uh, both, uh, uh, you know, people who, who pay for the food or insecure families in the sense of uh, that there is, you know, like a stat that like around 10% of the, of the population in the USA is food insecure, meaning that they don't know if they're going to be able to put food on the table or not. Uh, if we, with, if, with the food that is left over, we were able to feed all those people, we would still have excess food. More food. That, that's the scale of the problem. Wow. So I want to understand this. So when you say that at the end of the day, you know, restaurants have food that is wasted, why does that happen? Like you use the example of a bakery. They may have, uh, you know, not sold all the bread that they baked that day, and they have to toss that. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, so explain, yeah. like, how, how restaurants end up wasting food. Yeah, it, it's a combination of several factors, but I think one of them is uh, kind of like uh, cultural, in the sense that uh, we want to be able, we, I mean, as a as a restaurant or food business owner. Uh, we try to offer as much breadth of choice as possible to everybody coming through your door. So, uh, you know, early in the morning, it's easy to offer them all you have. But if you intend to do that, you know, in the, the last couple of hours of, uh, that your business is open, very likely you are going to find uh, or end up, you know, having excess food because uh, not everything that you had uh, to sell is going to be bought. Right? But still, we want to have uh, every customer that comes through the door. Uh, we want to have them happy buying something and finding what they want to buy. Right, And that translates into having more than actually is needed. But you really never know how much you're going to be needing because it depends on, on the demand. There is no no way for um, for restaurants to, 
bakeries or any food business uh, to accurately forecast uh, the demand that they are going to have any given day. Okay, so they are preparing and cooking food that maybe is not, you know, for whatever reason, um, you know, being sold at the rate that you expected it that day. And mm -hmm. now that food is going to be wasted, or this is where I'm guessing love it comes in. Uh huh. Yeah. What yeah. Happens? Love it. Yeah. You you can think of it as uh, you know like a fashion outlets where like the stuff that uh, retail store have not been able to sell. Uh, uh, you know, instead of keeping them in display and going out of fashion, they send it to the uh, outlet. So in a way, we are uh, similar uh, to that. Uh, with the difference that this is a perishable product and we need to make uh, sure that we sell it while it is still edible um, perfectly fresh and fine right so uh, that's the reason that uh, you know the minute uh, it's posted people get uh, notifications as to what's it's available for pickup and they can only consume it that day and pick it up during a time frame that we specify after that if it has not been sold it will eventually be wasted but you know with our help uh, we contribute to reducing waste okay so there's a day and time in which um is specified for that particular food to yes. be uh picked up at a discounted rate off of off of uh -huh. your app wonderful yeah, exactly so i do want to get into more of the details of that but i want to understand how you came up with this and, and why i know you briefly mentioned your background but if you could go into that a yeah. little bit more and why you decided to start this app. You know, I used to, to work as a, a managing partner in an IT consulting company. Uh, I have been, you know, traveling uh, around the globe in different assignments and so on and so forth. And uh, I found myself in a situation where I could actually decide if I wanted to continue uh, working with the company, but uh, it meant traveling, uh, you know, it's, it was gonna be a little bit more of the same, or uh, I did something else. And, you know, I was at that stage in my life where I, I really was uh, uh, looking for something uh, probably different, you know, something with uh, more purpose, with more meaning. Uh, I, I have always been very uh, entrepreneurial person, even when working in uh, corporate America, so to speak, I was kind of like uh, this, uh, call an entrepreneur, like people who are, uh, like uh, launching new initiatives inside the companies and the likes. And, uh, I've um, never heard that term before. Yeah, yeah. Entrepreneur is, is something like it's kind of like creating a, a, an enterprise inside an established business or, or a new venture inside the business. Like I have that. always been taking on, on, on challenges that were a little bit out of the, of the norm, so to speak. Right? Uh, like, for example, helping my, my, my previous company to, uh, to go global in South America and stuff like that. My family background is that both my parents, they, they are small business owners. They always uh, work together and that's uh, the, the family I was uh, uh, brought up into. And uh, I, I really felt that need to, uh, uh, to become an entrepreneur myself. Um, while discussing with my uh, wife, which is my uh, co-founder, uh, she's in charge of uh, uh, marketing. We... Uh, uh, we were really wanting to do something that involved uh, technology, kind of like to leverage uh, my, my background and my expertise, uh, uh, but something meaningful, something that uh, had a purpose in mind, uh, where we would be feeling that we were making a difference because we, we told ourselves, you know, it's going to be a, a few uh, years of our life uh, uh, invested in this, and uh, we want to, to be able to, to make something that we feel proud of. Mm -hmm. 
And when it, when it's hard in those first few years, right? They're like, why do we keep <laughs> waking yeah. up and, and, and doing this each and every day, right? When things get hard, it's like that meaning and that purpose that keeps you going. Yeah, absolutely. It really, it really helped have you get through those moments, uh, which any entrepreneur, I'm sure, uh, knows very well. Absolutely. The, the, the first year are, are probably the hardest. Uh, but also the, the, the most interesting ones, I guess, because you really see the impact of what you are doing and, 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 and you really feel that in, you know, in, in your environment, you really can make a difference. Whatever you do, uh, you see the, the impact of that very soon. And whatever you don't do, you see the impact of that very soon as well. So um, it, it's very fulfilling in a way. Absolutely. I love working with purpose-driven businesses. Obviously, they naturally lend themselves to the type of storytelling work that we do. Um, uh -huh. But I do believe that everybody has a story to tell. So why this particular purpose when it comes to um, food and minimizing and cutting down on the amount of waste that is produced through this, um, through this app? Yeah, uh, I, I would say, you know, b both of us, my, my wife and myself, we are uh, foodies. We really love food. Uh, we are very much in love as well uh, with the environment. We try to live uh, a life as uh, environmentally conscious uh, as possible. Um, and this was kind of like a natural fit in the sense that it, uh, it uh, contributed to both ends and at the same time, uh, it leveraged technology, which is something that I, uh, because if you want to solve the problem at the scale, you really need the technology. And this is something that I was uh, feeling that I was really going to enjoy. And uh, and there there is really a, a pain point to be addressed, as, as you were mentioning uh, at the beginning of the podcast, the, uh, um, the stats are pretty, pretty horrible, right? So uh, we found that... Uh, this is a problem and, and we can come out with a solution that's kind of like the inception of, uh, of the company. Right? Was there a point that you can pinpoint that you remember learning about the amount of waste? Like at what point did it kind of, did you realize, wow, like there's a lot of waste happening here? Yeah, actually, you know, I, I kind of felt that there was something that was not totally right because uh, as, I, as I told you, we were very much uh, shocked with the, the amount of waste that we saw, um, you know, making you feel as if the uh, food is uh, totally expendable or something like that. And uh, when I came across that the statistic, uh, probably a couple of years ago or, or three maybe, I, I was quite shocked. You know, I, I was like, I mean, 30, 40% and, and then there is a 10% of the population that is food insecure. It makes absolutely no sense. And uh, and then you start digging deeper and you see the, the impact that it also has on uh, on the environment because uh, the, the food that is wasted it ends up in, in landfills and the type of gases that they uh, produce uh, they are the bad ones you know the ones that actually have an impact uh, in climate change so you know all around it didn't make any sense and uh, we thought that probably we were not going to be uh, the only one tackling this problem in order to really fix it uh, we need a uh, many more people uh, aware of the problem and to begin with uh, many more people working uh, on that problem but we thought that we could really move the needle on the, on the right direction so tell me how has it been going so far when did you start the business 
Uh -huh. Yeah, we started in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember we were planning to get started with uh, 30 restaurants um, and, and they, they were on board with the idea. But by the time we uh, launched, only 15 of them were still in business. It was pretty, wow. pretty tough. Uh, and, uh, you know, at the time, we really didn't have a baseline to compare against because uh, we hadn't been in business uh, before the pandemic. So we didn't know if it was going to work or not. And, uh, and everything was kind of like a question mark, especially in this environment. right? But, uh, uh, you know, we were blessed with a lot of uh, media attention. Uh, we were featuring in, in plenty of, uh, of media outlets, both in TV, press. And I think that public has embraced the idea uh, very well. One thing that uh, uh, is actually in, the, in our mission is to, uh, to, to make effortless uh, uh, the possibility to do good. You know, we, we, want, we want to give tools to people so that they can do good uh, without putting much effort into it. It shouldn't be that difficult to, to do good, right? It should be the kind of like the natural option. So. Uh, uh, I think because of that, uh, people have embraced the idea fairly well. They feel like, hey, I'm, I'm buying as I would be buying from anywhere else. I'm getting it cheaper. And at the same time, I feel that, that I'm doing something positive and, and good for the environment. So uh, I, I think we can't complain really in, the, in you know, looking at the track record and the cost of, future, of new features that we are releasing uh, very soon. Uh, I think it's, uh, uh, you know, we really feel blessed about it. Wonderful. And um, so are you just currently in Miami? Where is the app? You know, who can access it? Who uses yeah. it right now? Yeah, we are in a few cities in Miami-Dade. Uh, we got started in, in Miami Beach. Uh, have also a good footprint in uh, Brick Hill, downtown area, uh, Wynwood, uh, Little River, a little bit in Miami North, even though, uh, not, you know, North Miami, even though not much. We're also in Coral Gables, Coconut Grove. Uh, Pancras, Dateland, uh, Kendall, uh, Doral, and a little bit in Hialeah. Um, and yeah, we, we are this type of, uh, of business, uh, which are called uh, marketplace, digital marketplace. The, the, uh, the idea is to make them work uh, in, a, in a small area and not to lose uh, too much focus. And when it's working, uh, then you scale it. Right? Uh, so it's kind of like you, they used to say, you nail it and then scale it. You know, because in, in that little area, you, you can have very meaningful uh, learnings um, to know, you know what works, what doesn't work. So you, you don't want to replicate your mistake. What you want is to, to learn, fine tune the product. I don't have any kink that you might have. Make sure that you have a good grasp of uh, both of your customers, the, 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 the food businesses, as well as the consumers. And when you feel you are in that point, you can scale it. Uh, the, the platform that you're going to be using to, to replicate the model in your city is going to be the same. And we just need to uh, uh, you know, replicate the efforts in, in sales and marketing. Wonderful. So how many users do you have using the app right now? All the growth of the application has been purely organic, and we have around 5,000 people that already uh, downloaded the app. Uh, not all of them are using because some of, some of them happen to download it and they live in Palm Beach and then they write you an email, hey, when are you coming to Palm Beach? Uh, but a good number of them is, is actually using it uh, day in and day out. And we have around uh, 200 partners in the platform. Uh, we're getting to 200 very soon. And that's restaurants? Or that's restaurants. Yeah, restaurants, bakeries, small uh, food markets, 
um, uh, cake shops, uh, grocery stores, bars. And then how does the app make money? Right, because I, yes. one of the things that I noticed on your website that you know a lot of these restaurants as well like cannot are small or mom and pop restaurants that necessarily uh -huh. can't like absorb the high fees that like the Uber Eats or the Postmates charge these restaurants. So uh -huh. how is yeah. Love It a little bit different, and how do you all make money? Yeah, good question. Yeah, because to be a business, you need to be <laughs> making some type of money. Yeah. No, the business model uh, supports itself by taking a small fee out of every sale that is made. So if there is no sale, uh, there is no cost for the merchant to be on the platform. There is no setup cost and there is no monthly fee. Uh, we just charge a small fee out of every uh, transaction, which is quite frankly the smallest that you can find in the, in the market. Is, is, uh, actually very, very far away from the 30s and 20s that you hear in, in, other, uh, in other marketplaces, which quite frankly, many people cannot really afford uh, because they don't enjoy these type of margins in the food business. Uh, something that people don't, don't normally do is that uh, running a restaurant is one of the hardest uh, business out there. <laughs> Believe it or not, you need to manage uh, you know, marketing, sales, uh, human resources, uh, the food, uh, it's it's a lot of work, uh, and uh, and, and the, the the type of margins that they have are razor thing. I mean, if, if they make a five percent margin on the business, they they feel lucky. Uh, there are stats out there that uh, you know, out of every uh, I think one out of every twenty restaurants is only alive after four years uh, after five years of uh, of, of uh, their inception. One out of twenty that's a five percent only that might be. Wow, and then five percent margins, and that's yeah, saying, yeah, they are, yeah, good. Yeah, they are very, very, very small margins, uh, indeed. Mm, wow. So, what is next for Love It for you? Where do you see this going over the next couple of years? Uh, I know that's always yeah. probably a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, we 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 definitely want to be a force for for good the hospitality industry we, we are starting to be uh, recognized as such and we're very very happy and proud of that and in the sense that we really want to stand by the uh, by the uh, uh, food business owners especially independent the own mom and pop shops etc um, and in order to do that there are a host of things that you can do because uh, they are really undergoing the type of uh, digital transformation revolution that the retail lived like uh, 10 years ago and they, they are compressing all that revolution that happened in 10 years in only a couple of years and probably the, the pandemic was an accelerator uh, so there are plenty of things that they have been asking us to do and that we have taken good notice and are in the in the process of uh, implementing uh, very soon in, in the, the month of july actually in, in three weeks or so we are going to be releasing a version of the product that uh, aside from uh, excess food or any type of special promotions that the merchants want to uh, uh, to post on the platform they will be able to also uh, sell uh, from their regular menu at regular price uh, paying a very very small fee right we are opening the the number of uh, fulfillment options as of now it's only a uh, pickup uh, we are uh, considering adding uh, delivery probably after the summer but right now in july we're going to be offering dining where people can uh, pay for a prepay and pre-tip uh, a, a, a diner in, in, the, in the app and then go to the restaurant and dine in. Um, a curbside pickup uh, and the likes. And they will be able also to, to schedule a pickup and things like this. 
And uh, as I said, after the summer, we will probably release the delivery, which is something that everybody has been asking for. We got used during the pandemic to uh, to ask for our goods delivery and, and do it in, in a cost-effective way. It's not uh, that simple. And that's kind of like the things we are working on. We have some, some other plans further ahead in terms of uh, helping them sell from their own uh, online sites uh, without any fees so that uh, they can leverage their um, their customers uh, to the fullest potential they have. And, uh, you know, some, some of the ideas that uh, we, we, we are brainstorming day in and day out with uh, them and with the consumers about uh, ways we can move the needle in the positive direction. And is it possible you'd be moving into other cities? I think so. I think once we, uh, you know, we, we actually already have a great deal of interest of um, coming from uh, Palm Beach and Tampa. So I think uh, probably in the first semester of uh, next year, we will be uh, expanding to other cities in Southern Florida. And, uh, and then we'll see from there that, uh, you know, we aim to be, a, 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 I would say, a global player. You know, the sky's the limit in these situations. We first tackle uh, Miami, then Florida, then the States, and then uh, the rest of the world. <laughs> Hey, right? You, you've, already, you've already proven that you've done it, right? In other business, moving global. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. We, we both have a very, very international background, so why not? You know, you mentioned earlier that it's going to take multiple players to get involved to cut down on the food waste problem that we have in the United States. Um, you know, for anyone who is is listening and saying, wow, and really kind of taken aback by those numbers. Are there other ways that you found in just your research and um, that that people can get involved in kind of helping to cut down on the food waste problem? Yeah, that, that, that's a very good question. Um, if you look at the at the waste and where it's produced, uh, the bulk of the uh, of the uh, of the waste, if you look through the uh, value chain of, of food production and consumption, uh, food production, distribution, and consumption, the bulk of the waste happens in the restaurant and household business. You know, so in, in retail and, uh, and in the household. So uh, w right now we are focused on fixing the problem or trying to uh, contribute to the resolution of the problem in, in the retail space and with restaurants, cake shops and so on. But there is a, also a big chunk of the problem that happens at the household level. And that's more about uh, education. There are also some business opportunities that, uh, uh, that could be, you know, are, could be arising from from trying to fix the problem in, in that domain, and we are checking some of those. But uh, if we are able to do, you know, our own um, in, in our own houses, uh, what's the, the right thing to do? Uh, not to waste so much. Uh, you know, try to be more uh, conscious when you buy or when you are cooking, uh, so that you know the typical strawberries that very soon go go over. You, you can use them before. They get bad uh, and these type of things. It, that that would be a huge contributor to uh, reducing the, the food waste. Yeah, I don't know the, the exact numbers, but I would tell you that the bulk of the problem around food waste is in the retail and household level. Is there anything else that you wanted to add that I didn't ask you? Um, not really. I'm, I'm really thankful for the opportunity to to share our background and story with you, Tamika. I really uh, like your podcast and like what you are doing. Uh, I'll be following you up uh, more often now.
<laughs> I appreciate that. And tell everyone where they can find you, learn more, download the app, all of that. I'll make sure to include those links below as well in the show notes. Absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, as of today. It's available in, in App Store and Google Play, and they can always find what we are up to in our website at www.lovet.com with uh, two Bs and two Ts. Uh, and because um, the spelling is tricky, actually, and the reason for that was that when we were looking looking for the domain, the internet domain, all that we wanted were already taken. So it's l o v v e t t uh, dot com, and uh, you know. If anybody's interested, they can always shoot me a message on Rafael at Lover.com. Rafael with an R. Wonderful. And then you're on Instagram, Facebook, all the other social media as well? Absolutely. They can always find us there. Okay, perfect. And then you know what? I had one other question because I'm glad you brought that up about the two <laughs> no Ds and the two Ts. How did you come up with the name Love It? Is there a yeah, reason well, behind that? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good question. It was, uh, as I said at the beginning, we were want. I mean, we wanted to do something meaningful with a purpose, uh, and and I think it, it it born out of a love for the environment, love for the food, love for trying to to live a better planet for our children. So uh, love needed to be in the in the uh, in the name. Uh, so we said, hey, love it. It's something that when people use it, should love it. And then, of course, love it was taken. So we ended up writing something that sounded like lover and sounds like love it but it's spelled differently <laughs> that's awesome. a, that's the reason behind it well we can certainly say that we love it and love what you're doing so okay. thank you so much for sharing your story and you know congratulations on all that you've accomplished and for helping to make our planet a, a better place thank you so much tanika a pleasure I really love speaking with purpose-driven businesses, right? This is that greater why behind why we do what we do. And the Love It app has a great story. I had no idea before this conversation that 30 to 40% of all food in the US is wasted and that could feed the 10% of people that are food insecure in the United States. It's a problem that we can all start you know, chopping away at, at our on our own in our own homes. But also, hey, when you go for a food delivery app and at least you are in South Florida or in the greater Miami area, go ahead and check out some of that food for 50% off and start carving away at the problem of food waste. Go ahead, find Lovett's information all below in the show notes, connect with them, learn more about the app, download, connect with them on social media. And hey, connect with me if you aren't already. I don't know why not. Hit subscribe on YouTube, turn on notifications, connect with me on LinkedIn. And until next week, because I know I'll see you back then, stay happy, stay healthy.